ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. You sound a little quiet on your side there, guy, man. Well, shit, he has us on the on the three way call on the old stretch cord. <laughs> I've got the rotary phone. Got you on the rotary phone here. My mama go grab a, the, the old stretch cord and get on with Jim and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And then we're then we're then we're recording on freaking grandpa time. It's like <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> gotta get on at one o'clock so we can get in bed, eat dinner by three fifteen, go to bed by four fifty. You gotta be in bed by five o'clock. <laughs> had nothing to do with grandpa, man. Had everything to do with home life. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, she she's actually out there right now. Um it looks like doggone Santa's workhouse out in our living room. She's rapping and <laughs> everything. Man. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, how you boys doing? Shoot, man, uh, it's yeah. I can't complain. Finished up my last uh, guide hunt the other day, and uh, getting back to the real world now, so I can start catching up on stuff. I would say I would say nice, but I don't know. You know, anytime we got to put put those outings down, man, for the year is uh, for the off season is rough. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's always coyote hunting all winter long. I, I still have a cow elk hunt myself. I'm gonna go get me a cow elk, so that's coming up. Nice. I might do that. I could shoot a cow right now, and I've got a few actually here on the property. But the one has a couple of yearlings, and I, 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 I don't know. I just, I'd feel terrible. I've never shot mm-hmm. a cow. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, I might I might go shoot one of those, but I, I have like three days left on this bull tag, and I know there's a bull across the highway because there's too much snow to go up in, in into the mountains right now. They're all coming down on the agricultural front, you know, across the highway from me there, and I'm waiting for them to cross the street so I can I can get one. So how, how, how much snow did you get? Uh, from Friday through Saturday night, we got 18 inches. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it was bad. I, about every two hours I was going out to the wall tent and knocking snow off, off the, you know, roof. Mm -hmm. Uh, and about every four hours I was, I was plowing my driveway and my driveway is about a half a mile long. So it, it's like, you know, (laughs) very time consuming. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, once it's all plowed out, it's, it's super, it's super nice. It's just, you know, real pretty up here and quiet and love it. Lucky well, what dog. About, uh, what about the high country? What did that get? Uh, they're sitting at about three feet. Uh, so okay. I'm, I'm in the Clark, uh, my, my property sits in the Clark Fork Valley. So north of me is the Cabinet Mountain Range. Uh-huh. And and they're they're probably north of three feet. They've got some real high elevation over there. Um, and that's where the grizzly bears are. Then across the river on the on the south of me is the, the Coeur d'Alene National Forest. And those mountains have, have uh, are sitting at three feet. Um, and oh, so wow. you can't it's not accessible unless you've got a unless you've got a snowmobile at this point. Yeah, It'll be like that through March. Yeah, that's about the level that they'll start to move down a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, they're and they are. They're, I'm starting to see them when I drive into town. They're they're down here. They they just haven't moved onto my property yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the exception of there's uh, there's there's probably six or seven cows right now. Oh right. Awesome. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, pretty fun. How long do you have to fill that cow tag, Joe? Um, it's a five day hunt, so I have to designate five days in January to go up there. So I'm going to take Chaz and him and I are going to go into the flats over here and see if we can dig us up a cow, man. That way we have cool. some meat for the winter. That would be awesome. Cool deal. Cool deal. Yeah, yeah that'll be great. Anything to get that toad back out in the, you know, doing something. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that'll be good. Um, let's see. I, for, for this conversation, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a continuation of the one guy and I did, uh, right. a few weeks ago where we're, we're talking about, you know, basically where we're at as hunters and, and, uh, you know, some of the contentious points of, um, contention, I, I, so to speak that, that shouldn't exist, that do exist mm-hmm. and, and why it's bad. Do you guys have anything in particular that you want to cover as we start recording or. Oh man. I, so I'm going to throw in there, man, this whole thing, um, about how we dump everybody into this anti hunter thing, you know, throwing labels on everybody and everything, you know, uh, you know, with, uh, yeah, I, I really think that a lot of us need to refocus. So that's something that I kind of want to talk about, you know, understanding how we were actually letting anti-hunters divide us from the inside out by allowing us to have this divisive attitude between and on all different fronts. Mm-hmm. So Sounds that's good. something that uh, that, okay. that I want to talk about. And, and like I had mentioned to you before about how we have politicized or let – 
political machines manipulate us into politicizing hunting and yes. what that's doing to us. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I do want to talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. I, in, you know, if you guys, I, I don't know, give me a signal. If, if I go down some road with that, that you don't want to go down. But uh, because there's <laughs> that is a, that is a very uh, and you guys probably know I I am a staunch conservative, but it's it, that is like hunting is not a conservative or liberal thing, right? It right. is not, and it shouldn't be. And so yeah, we'll we'll cover. I'll, I'll get all fired up before I even hit the record button. Yeah, because that's that's, that's yeah, that's become the pit, and that's what we're going to talk. Yeah, absolutely, man. We want to go there, and we want to dig in, man. And you know, let's just dig in. Can we can we talk about your your daughter that is a vegan that goes hunting? Absolutely, man. In fact, do she's you definitely think going to come out? Mm-hmm. Do you think she'd she'd want to she'd be open to coming on my show? I'm talking about that? I don't know. I, I'd have to talk to her. She, yeah, I'd, I'd talk to her about it and see if she's interested in doing yeah, that. Just, just uh, be, yeah, just my, my daughter's a ball of fire, man. She's also, you know, <laughs> she, she, you, you are, she's as staunch a um, Democrat or, you know, I have this whole, and, and we'll get in there on that whole liberal and conservative thing. But if you were to throw in anything, she'd have to be on the liberal side as you mm-hmm. are on the conservative side. And, no fear. She has no fear, man. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to. Seriously, if she's interested, I think it'd be good perspective. I'm getting old, man. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, Joe Gillia? Yeah. What are you, dude? <laughs> How All right. How old are you now, bro? I'm 41. I got underwear your age. <laughs> yeah. I they. <laughs> I don't know what I, I I've got I've got two and they're not like major but I've got two injuries that kind of came out of the military mm-hmm. and I was fine until I hit about 38 with them and and now it's like when it gets cold man it hurts and I never want to complain and and bitch about it you know I don't yeah. want to sound like a sissy or anything but <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's like holy crap why does how is it I can walk 10 miles up a mountain and my knee is fine but if I sit here in my uh, camp chair around oh. a campfire and it's cold outside hold on are you it hold on hold on are you recording no. Oh, you hit record. You that's a conversation we're we're going we're to have a conversation, okay. buddy. Let me let me hit record. I'll, I'll get the let's get the intro out of the way. Uh, I'm telling people that you got to be careful my intro when it starts playing when it's through this board like this. Man, it could be loud. So, okay. uh, I'm ready. Just just uh, for the protection of your ears. Um all right, let me make sure that board level is set. Oh, your voice just got shaky for some reason. Mine did. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what's uh, Guy, are you on? Are you on like some earbuds or something? I'm on uh, my my regular setup, buddy. Oh, cool. Okay. There we go. All right. Yeah, you're back to normal now, Jim. Awesome. Yeah, you can give yours a little more volume on your side, call guy. Gall, yeah, guy. If you, if, if you can gall, turn, gall, yours, gall, gall, gall. Uh, turn yours up just a little bit, guy, if you can. Yeah, I got you. How's that? That, that sounded a little bit. Let's say test one, two, three. Test one, two, three. Test one, two, three. Yeah, there, there you go. There that you last go. one. Let's yeah. Go. 
Okay, I just cranked up a little bit. Let me pull this mic in. That's the the one issue with doing these over the phone is I, I have a hard time balancing, you know, my voice and the guest voice, making sure yep. they're the same volume. So, yep. um, I, I can to, always shoot you that. my file too if you if it's sketched out okay. or whatever. Just let me know. Sounds good, man. I've been recording for seventeen minutes. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, man, do I have one for you guys. Here we go. There exists a threat from anti-hunting groups to politicians trying to give our land away, and we won't stand for it. Those vast western landscapes provide the space for our wildlife to thrive and a place for hunters and anglers to fuel the fire that sparks their soul. In this show, we share our love of hunting, fishing, and conservation. Here, we provide the foundation to meet these threats through passion and the grit of the American outdoorsman. Welcome to the Western Huntsman Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Western Huntsman Podcast. This is Jim Huntsman, the host, and I'm coming at you from the Broken Time Studio right here in Clark Fork, Idaho, in snowy Clark Fork, Idaho. Uh, I was able to kind of dig a trench through the snow to get to the studio here, so um, I've got a really good one for you today. If you guys listened a few weeks back, um, I had Guy from Western Contours on, and uh, we uh, apparently made an impact there because I have never had an episode received so much feedback, both good and bad, but mostly good. And so that is good that it was mostly good. Uh, we, we had a conversation about hunters and, and some of the behavioral things that hunters are doing both on social media and, and perceptions and, and just uh, a, a wide range of topics that we talked about that we feel are important that hunters need to focus on for a while uh, if we're concerned about the future of hunting. And so that is going to be along the lines of what we're talking about today, but Guy and I have added a very dangerous element to this conversation <laughs> by bringing on Joe Gillia from Elk A real sleepy one. <laughs> a real sleazy one. So guys, give it up and uh, welcome Joe Gillia from Elk and Guy Duplache from Western Contours. How you guys doing? Evening, boys. <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm dangerous, man. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to rock, man. I'm yeah. I'll bet you. Are. Well, you guys are already fired up. We've been talking for 20 minutes already. Mm -hmm. I, I should have recorded that. I got you. I was secretly. <laughs> I was secretly recorded. Hey, wait. So Jeez. so hold on. You said we got some bad comments last time I talked. We only had good. So what was the bad? We had a couple people. I, I got a couple of emails, and and mind you, when I when I say we got some serious feedback, like. I don't know if I have two or three episodes that if you combined all the emails and messages I got would equal the amount I got off of that one. Nice. That's and, good, and man. Yeah. And so some, some of them were we, – I did have some people that disagreed with uh, some of the stuff we talked about, and that is fine. Uh, because I, I'm always of the opinion that, that disagreement is healthy and, and fine. It's okay uh, as long as it doesn't get nasty and we could we could talk about it Absolutely. You know, like grownups do, right? Um, and you, with you putting me on the spot, I can't specifically remember what the disagreement was. I, I think I had like three messages that were like, 
um, something along the line. I think we were talking about how hunters focus too much on hunting and not enough on, I, I don't remember. Anyway, I'd have to look it up, man. And I don't have it on. <laughs> it would have been, I mean, but that's you okay. Know, yeah. It would have been nice to address those things. Right. So maybe we could, you know, turn that, not some, well, maybe turn that person around, but also, you know, listen to what they had to say. And it, maybe that's a correction of course for us. So that's, that's why I yeah. was asking, right. Just going if, to your point, gonna, you know, with those different opinions. If, if you're going to dig into it, here's what I'll tell you is when I say it is good to have some disagreement and, and discussion around what those disagreements might be and, and different ideas as to solutions uh, to some of the problems we face, that is what is healthy. But when people send me nasty mes- messages and it's just kind of like this hate-filled rant of, of BS, oh, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't pay attention to it. And that's, that's really what it was. And honestly, I'll, I, it's, it's nothing new on my show. I'll get, I'll get some hate mail. Um, Periodically. Well, you can email um, so. email me at guy at westerncontours.com if you want to uh, throw hate. I, I kind of I want to get into that. So let's yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's I'm, let's I'm share the that. hate and love at the same time. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that, <laughs> yeah. man. It, you know, but there, the thing about hate mail is just like jokes. There's an element of truth or element mm-hmm. of feeling and all of that. And so, you know, finding out what that is and uh, and trying to find a solution instead of just being part of the problem. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, yeah, it's got its pluses. I mean, that's, that's why we are where we are um, with a lot of this stuff is because there is not conversation happening anymore. It, it is mm-hmm. these jabs. It is these emotions. It is these digs. And we as a hunting community, man, we're Whoa. just as guilty of it as, as anybody, man, within ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. If, it, if well, it struck a chord, I mean, that says a lot to me right there. Right. Mm-hmm. It, and it did. It did. And and that's that's kind of the goal with this. Right. That's that's why we're talking and we want to strike a chord and we want to make a, an impact. And and you guys are are positive influences on the on the hunting community. And I feel like if if we all just get some some unity uh, out of this, uh, I think that that's going to be a key. And that that kind of leads me to one of the emails that I wanted to uh, read specifically to you, Guy. But um, this was it, it's. A really good idea because this is one of the things we talked about. I'll just read it. It's from a, a listener named James Jones, and he sent it in. Um, I hope – I think I asked him if it was okay if I said his name, but I, I'm sure it is. Um, Too late now, James. Yeah. Uh, sorry, James. If, it, if it's not, you're going to be famous, man. Hold it against no. Jim um, and not Joe and Guy. It's Jim's fault. My fault. My fault. Uh, <laughs> so it says, Jim, I was listening to the podcast with Guy from Western Contours. Great interview. The one thing that caught my ear was the raffle that Guy had and was so disappointed on the turnout. You've interviewed a lot of great other people that has a podcast of their own. Is there a way that other podcasts could come together and do a joint raffle if I would uh, – joint raffle. Sorry, I'm trying to read it here. If, if I would have known about the raffle, I would have definitely signed up for it probably more than once at $5 a draw. But I am not a consistent listener to Guy's podcast, and – uh, didn't know about it or even heard about it, but listened to a few other podcasts of people that you've had on your podcast. I hope it makes sense what you're trying to get across. If you had, let's say, five podcasts all doing the same raffle, it would work out and uh, a lot better things. Okay, so basically what he's saying there is there's people that listen to um, blue-collar elk hunting, right? 
yeah. uh, that don't listen to uh, the Western very Huntsman. Very few, but we have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> There's people that listen to Western Contours that, that don't listen to the Western Huntsman. There's people listen to my show that, that don't listen to some of the other shows. So um, what what he's kind of getting at is is instead of just one platform trying to run like a raffle to raise money for, you know, sportsman's Alliance for just throw that out there um, is, is having multiple platforms kind of come together. And I thought it was a good idea and I'd, I'd be up for it. If you guys are up for it, uh, doing something along those lines. So I'm going to, uh, can I address it real quick? Um, yeah. The yeah. first, the first problem is he doesn't listen to my podcast consistently. <laughs> 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 Outside of that, man, I, I, I would agree, right? I, the hardest part is – well, I guess it's not a hard part – is that some of us have, that we deal with certain companies, um, you know, be it on an affiliate basis or whatever, what have you. Um, <laughs> so there's lines there, right, to, to keep um, yeah, you know, that, that, that stuff Yeah, that thought fueled. popped into my mind too. Yeah, but but ultimately for me, um, I, I would do it, right? And, and if a company that – backs me uh, or is helping me or I have an affiliate code, whatever it is, had an issue with us trying to promote what that raffle was promoting or or pushing, um, I, I would have to have a conversation with them about that, right? And one of the reasons mm -hmm. for me that is – I don't, I don't want to be pushy. You know, hey, Jim, hey, Joe, hey, this because there's a lot of ask, right? There's a lot of ask of all of us. Um, and, and sometimes mm -hmm. our views don't necessarily align with with the people that we're supporting, the, the companies that we're supporting, the the um, NPOs that we're supporting. So and it's just wanting to do it. So you do it right. You don't maybe you don't give it all the thought, but I think that's a great idea. Um, you know, to come together in that realm. And then I just want to address, so thank you for that idea, but then I want to address the disappointment part of it, right? And and it, I don't know how that sounds, right? But when I when I heard that right now, it made me feel like, oh, dude, did I come off like that? And, and part of me is like, I'm sorry that I came off like that. But the other part of me is like, I'm really not sorry because so, I, yeah. I sorry, want, but not sorry. yeah, I want us to do more. And, and I don't, I don't have a huge platform. Right. So, so I get the limited reach, but I think I said it on there, right. I have, you know, just on IG, I have X amount of followers. If that was a dollar or $5, right. We might've funded something for sportsman's Alliance, you know, for the next three or four months or something, you know, um, or help yeah. them with an ad campaign. And that's really where the disappointment part of it comes in because I feel like I failed um, is, is the bigger thing. Like well, I, I wanted mean, to do more. I had a bigger expectation and I let the people that supported that raffle down and the companies that supported that raffle down and Sportsman's Alliance down. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and it, I, I think that, disappointment when you when you talk about that i've i've been disappointed in that same way as well uh and and it's it's a disappointment not in anybody particular but there is a level of disappointment in the level of commitment right. that maybe people talk about how they have a level of commitment but aren't willing to put their money where their mouth is mm -hmm. and and that might sound harsh but i mean we need to talk in harsh terms uh, it, it for to solve a lot of these issues, like we need people to step up. 
We, we need people to put their money where their mouth is. Like if this is important to you, that then we need to come together and come up with some solutions and and that that solution having like a multi-platform raffle that's that's one thing right there's other things we can come up with and that that's kind of what we're going to talk about on this show uh but there's there's a lot of different approaches to this the the disappointment comes in when we feel like we have a level of support to achieve these objectives that are kind of mutually beneficial to all hunters yes but when it comes down to it the support just really doesn't show up right absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah And, and and you know i think a big part of that jim is that a lot of people bring their own um it's actually part of the symptom for what's going on with us in our community anyway, is that people bring their own thought processes, their own outlook, their own um, divisions and how they think about what and how things should go within our industry or within our um, our outdoor lifestyle as to, for example, when you have an organization like Sportsman, Sportsman's Alliance or you have um, – uh, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, as they get bigger and as they start to support the things they support, people start to nitpick at, oh, that, uh, but I don't support that. Uh, right. Well, they mm-hmm. said something there that I don't agree with. Well, that's fine and good. Again, I think this is part of the, the problem with what we are trying to do as being unified is that everybody wants to nitpick as to what part works for them and what part doesn't instead of protecting our overall outdoor lifestyle and being a part of the conversation with those groups. I mean, part of the problem is, is people don't have the time to do that. They're living lives. That's exactly what you were talking about before. The both of yep. you is that, you know, uh, <laughs> we, we all get caught up in that. But having somebody that is doing that 24-7 and looking at that, um, that's going to be a plus. If they're not doing it exactly the way we feel that they should be doing it, well, our voice is within that family where mm-hmm. we get to have those conversations. So I think it's better that we we get behind those organizations because there's things that are said. I mean, you know, Guy, you and I have had conversations. I think, Jim, you and I have conversations. I am a supporter of Sportsman's Alliance. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. a paid supporter of that. Uh, do they say everything that I feel they should say? No. Should I have those conversations? Well, heck yeah, man. If I want to be a part of that change, it's better for me to talk to people within that community that understand where we can do growing and growth in between all of us and go out on a united front. It's that. Yeah. I, I think I think it's critical that we get behind organizations that support our outdoor lifestyle and promote that and educate and help fight for than fighting amongst ourselves, man. We we have to do things to be part of the solution instead of continually being part of the problem. And that was your episode of the Western Huntsman for this week. Thank you, Mr. Joe Gillia. We'll just wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the mic drop, right? I mean, I was okay. I was sitting in there and this is kind of ironic for me to be watch. I was watching the matrix uh, reloaded. I don't know why it was, I was sitting there waiting for this and it it came up. So I started watching it and I was a few minutes in and it kind of made me laugh going into this conversation because he's sitting there and he's talking to the lady and she says, uh, you know, we're all here to do what we're all here to do. And the only Mm -hmm. way that we get there is together. And she's mm-hmm. talking about the future, right? I mean, that that is what Joe just said. The only way that we get there 
is together. If we want to yep, yep. see this the way we whatever your outlook is, right? I don't care if you're slinging 600 grain, you know, wood arrows or, you know, lightning fast carbon. The only way we see the future and stop losing opportunity and stop losing, you know, numbers. And we could talk about numbers and where those are all at. Um, is is together is a united front and and voicing it and and just like Joe said he supports a sportsman's alliance that's where you know that's where my head is at and it may not align you may not align with sportsman's alliance it may be mule deer foundation right um but you 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 got to align with something and make sure that it's all full circle right don't don't forget about the guys that are you know trapping in new mexico uh Case in point, right? Um, mm-hmm. Forget about those guys that are Spring trapping bear in, hunters. Yeah, in in Washington, forget about those guys because you don't do it. Um, you know, yeah. we, we're gonna lose it if we're separated, and it's just it, it's sad, man. Well, I want to talk about when when we boil all this out and shake it out, right, mm-hmm. and get down to like this this foundational level. I want to talk about what the problems are because we could okay. we, we could we could talk about. You know how we need to be unified and and all this stuff and come up with some solutions and and all that is great but we really need to identify it's like it's like if i'm an alcoholic you know i need to identify that i'm an alcoholic what do they call that the first uh yeah, first, first step, step to recognizing to, yeah, is, to yeah getting better, recognize right? it. so so mm-hmm. yeah so let's recognize it and i want to go back and i want to kind of throw myself under the bus as to what i'm trying to get at here um when I was in my twenties, I was a lot worse at hunting than I am now. And that's saying something. All right. That's not a, that's not a small <laughs> statement, but I remember, you know, when I'm in my twenties, um, hunting to me was a huge part of my life and it was really important to me, but I, I was finding that it was like this egocentric thing for me. And this was before social media. Uh, it, it was it was a thing where I wanted people to think that I was a really good hunter, right? And right. and I'm just admitting it. It's and I think a lot of people are like this. I know a lot of people that uh, throughout my life uh, very rarely ever put a tag on anything, but they talked as if they were experts. And not that there's anything particularly wrong with that in itself, but what it exposes is that the ego that is behind hunting and hunting is in a a lot of ways, like a lot of other, uh, I hate to use the word art form, but there is a, but, but it is kind of an art. It's a craft and it's something that is very personal. It's something that is usually very deep seated in an, in an individual man or woman. It's something that is in many of us seated in our childhood or uh, a passion that grew out of uh, an experience when we became adults. And, and now it's, it's got us, you know, locked into this, uh, you know, almost obsession level uh, lifestyle that, that we all love. And so, it's it's a lot like when I was in guy you could you can attest to this playing in a band there was a lot of ego involved in that right there you know that you want to be the best drummer you want to be the best bassist or uh, the the most gigging band in on the local scene or whatever we we're just trying uh, to get and, and bras hunting, thrown on the stage bro <laughs> yeah i mean there's that there's that part and, and <laughs> um, the the i guess the the point is, is I, I want to highlight the essential ego draw 
I don't know if I'm saying that right. That probably didn't even make any, following any sense. You, though. But We're it, following you, though. We're following you. It, people that don't know what those words mean will think I'm really smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you guys know what I'm getting at. The, I, the very I personalized thing that hunting is, right? And and the, the ego that is behind hunting. And so this gets exasperated exasperated when, when we're talking about like social media and Facebook. And, and when back in the day when why I was a kid, there was still ego involved in hunting, but it wasn't on the level that it is now because it was what you and I talked about, Guy, face-to-face. When you talk hunting, it was face-to-face or over the phone or whatever. It was in-person communication. It wasn't somebody in Idaho sitting behind a keyboard uh, talking smack to somebody in New Mexico uh, for the kind of bow they're using or the, the size of the elk they took or, or anything along those lines. Uh, and so by via this, this improved advanced level of communication that we're, we all have that we're connected and, and, and could just chime in whenever to whoever has, has helped in a lot of ways, but it's also broadened the hostility in terms of what hunting is as to how it relates to our egos and how hunting can feed our egos. And I think that we need to identify that hunting can feed your ego in a very negative way as well as in a positive way, uh, sure. depending on your outlook. And do you guys have anything to add to that? Well, I, I just think I, I just think all of that is, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's back in your 20s. is back when you're 16, 17, 18. You see people ahead of Rotary you. Rotary phones. You know, yeah. Well, well, it's not even that. It's just the whole <laughs> rite of passage and age and maturity type thing. Yeah. You yep. know, uh, I, you know, I, yeah, ego and ego can be a positive thing. It can be a negative thing. Um, and I think tempered with, uh, with some perspective and age and, and mentorship, all of that starts to come into, you know, into the right realm, but it's also a driving force. It's a reason to work hard. It's, it has a lot to it. Um, and I don't know that that is so much, um, the problem and, with you know social media or how how we do all this i i think all of it is you're right when ego is to the point where you're putting other people down just to raise yourself up when it becomes a crab theory when you can't uh listen to other people because you know they're peons and you know everything and you're right well those people end up finding themselves out on an island anyway that's only going to last so long so Mm -hmm. you know uh, I, I just hate the destructive part of it. And and here's where I hate it is I hate I, I think there's two fronts, Jim. I think where we're at right now and, and here's I'm gonna give you my commentary as food for thought, all right? Because I listened to y'all's last podcast as well. I loved it, man. I, I just uh, ate it up and I was one of those people commented and I threw in the hate mail. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh-huh. Bring it. I, that's, that makes a lot of sense. That's where some of those emails came from, huh? <laughs> oh, that was but, gross. But I actually think our problem exists on two fronts. And I, I think it's, the division that we do amongst ourselves for whatever reason, and and I think some of that is industry-driven. Uh, I think there's other garbage that we bring to the table that I'm going to talk about as well. But uh, I think it's also the divisiveness that we create with people outside of us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, look, 
So the reason that we look at everything that's happening to hunting these days is we talk about anti-hunters, um, the anti-hunting bills, um, all of the things. What What is the percentage of us that, that hunt in the United States today? Anybody got any numbers on that? Generally less than 10%. Yeah, absolutely. When back in the 70s, it was something like high 24, 30%, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, it had, it had peaked out like late 70s, early 80s. I And uh, don't quote me on this, but I, I believe it was in the low 30 percentile. Yeah. And so you see all this. You know, so our numbers are really going down. And yet, and now we can say that this is anti-hunting, but what we do is we start rewording and adding additional labels and stereotypes yeah. for all of um, the, the things that we don't like either personally or through our religion or through our politics. And we throw that in the pile as anti-hunters, man. We start... We, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I had somebody that just came on. My my headphones started beeping. I thought I'd lost you for a second. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. But what we need to do is we need to doggone refocus and understand that anti-hunters are anti-hunters. That just because somebody is a non-hunter doesn't make them an anti-hunter. Just because they're a conservationist doesn't make them an anti-hunter. In fact, nothing could be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, think about this. How many men and women that hunt have spouses that choose not to hunt? Me? Yeah. Well, are they anti-hunters because they are no. non-hunters? No. And, and, and to that point, Joe, just real quick, uh, uh-huh. that is, I think, what our focus should be are those people that aren't hunters, but they're not anti-hunters. Like my wife is one of those. Yeah, absolutely. But, but she'll get on my case if I don't get enough uh, wild game meat in the freezer. But um, <laughs> there goes my phone now. That's the joys of recording over the phone. Um, <laughs> yeah. She'll get on my case if I don't bring home enough uh, you know, wild game meat. Uh, and, but yet she doesn't want to go out and do it. And, and, and then there's, there's families that neither, nobody in the family hunts, right? They're, and yep. they're not opposed and they're not for, and I, I guess the point I'm trying to make that, so you can get back to your point there is, yep. is that that is what our focus should be is, is making sure that those types of people that don't fall into the anti-hunting category because they've seen so much negativity come out of the hunting side. I, I, Absolutely, man. Just a point I wanted to throw out. Yeah, should because that, what sh- we've done is should Go they ahead. be our focus? Sorry, Jojo. Should they be our focus though? I mean, we, we, we spend when, when, it, when it comes to what, what I, I guess what I'm getting at there guy is, is when we're talking about messaging and how, how we're presenting as hunters, um, that it should be, it should be because our future depends on whether or not their opinion is going to levitate towards an anti hunting feeling or, or a continue on with how they're at. They, they don't really have an opinion about it. Them not having an, an opinion about it or even giving them a taste of positivity that comes out of hunting mm-hmm. um, should be a, a key factor in, in the future of hunting. But, and, and that's just, that's my opinion. But that would, but that would be, uh, to Joe's point, would be us culling our infighting, right? That... It, and we're already already or always on the defensive. So if we're focusing on the non-hunting demographic that doesn't really have an opinion, if we can cull our infighting, then can we take some of that 
energy and place it on the antis because the antis they don't really have the infighting. They they want to see the end of this. No, they don't. Right? But our focus isn't on them or improving ourselves, right? Like if we focus on what they're doing and there's some, some lessons to be learned from them. They've played a great game over the years, right? Yes. If we can, yep, if we can hone in on that, I think we're better off if they don't have an opinion. Hey, if you want to come in the fold, this is the fold. But if we're representing hunting in a light that doesn't give the antis fuel and stop the infighting, which is fuel for them, in my opinion, um, then we're doing ourselves a better justice and we're able to take our focus to, you know, air quote, the enemy. You know, I, I agree with most of what you said there, guy. Um, but there's some disagreement there in it's it probably because you, you probably shoot a 6.5 Creed more um, <laughs> and, you know, things like that. But, well, I, and I, what, what I'm trying to say is our infighting is something that we absolutely have to work on. I Jesus. mean, we talked about the United Front, but the other thing is we got to quit alienating and throwing these other people into a negative stance, into a defensive stance that really – um, could end up being allies for us instead of us saying, oh, you're a vegan or, you know, uh, having that uh, that urban rural thing or, you know, um, just because they're a non-hunter or let's say that they're a uh, – and I hate the daggum liberal word and conservative words. I just drives me nuts, that, that pigeonholing that happens there mm-hmm. because, you know, people constantly throw um, that – Somebody is uh, an anti-hunter because they're a liberal. Um, so, Joe. Or, yeah, go ahead. You don't like it when I make Democrat jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, I, look, I am the easiest man. You forget the crew. You forget the crew that I travel with, man. I don't. No, I, <laughs> I, clearly, I'm, I'm, kid, man. I'm totally kidding. But I want to. I want to expand on what you just said there, Joe. Can, can you expand on when you talk about? Um, you know, all, all jokes aside, because I, I'm guilty of what you just said. And, right. and I think that what, what happens is, is we get it in our mind like vegans are just anti-hunters, right? right. And, and that's because there is a percentage of vegans that are very vocal uh, and put out things like this Proposition I-13 or something in yeah. Oregon. I can't remember the name I-13 of it. It's craziness. Uh, where it's like, it's like, oh, we're going to get rid of ranching and farming and artificial insemination of cattle and hunting and agriculture Fishing and, and everything. All, all this stuff. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just bizarre. I mean, it's but Kim, bizarre. But yeah. so getting back, mm-hmm. Joe, I want you to expand on what you mean by that, because that's, that's what pops into our minds. I think a lot of the times we hear vegan, we think, we think that, right? Oh man, they're they're coming after us because they're vegan. Well, it's the same. It's the same thing that people do with hunters, man. They they make us a political point instead of a a, a chosen lifestyle. Hunting is a lifestyle. It is not. Um, the it, the only, the one thing I would challenge you, and and I, I huh? I'm really sorry about cutting you off there. No, it's all right. But but the one thing I would challenge that point is, I I don't feel like. Hunters on a mass scale have this really loud vocal minority that goes out there and attacks vegans' lifestyle just for the sake of them being vegan as in the same way that that small vegan majority that's very vocal attacks our lifestyle. To my point. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I, I hear you. But again, it, it's with anything. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we, we always uh, talk about California being caught up a certain political way in California. Whereas that, that, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, but you, you can go on the streets of California, man, and you can ask, you can go and ask a hundred people political questions. You're going to get 10%. They're going to give you another 10. They're like, what? What are you talking about? Most of them don't even know. They could, they could, they could freaking care less about some of that stuff. It's just the vocal part of it that Mm -hmm. ends up putting something on everybody. I mean, that's the way it is with anything. I mean, you belong to an organization. You can have an organization of a thousand people, but how many of those thousand are really doing the work, man? You know, there's 10 of them yeah. that show up yeah. all the time and they're the loudest, they're more vocal. And so everybody in that group gets tagged with whatever goes on with that. So the, the point that I'm trying to make is that the anti-hunters are found in every walk of life, man. They're meat eaters, vegetarians, urban rural Democrats, mm-hmm. Republicans, folks of every religion, man, they are anti-hunters. It's 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 not something where you know uh, they fall in because they're a certain race, creed, color. It's it's not that way. It's how they believe. I, I know plenty of meat eaters that are anti-hunters, and that's that just drives me crazy. You know when we have that argument, but you know it mm-hmm. is. So I think what we have to do is quit murking up the water and throwing our personal tolerations our own political issues into the mix. And that's what we do when emotions start happening, man. We, we start, you know, I, I was just listening uh, on a, actually I was looking on a uh, social media platform the other day where somebody had been trolled and, and um, they got attacked by a non-hunter that called him murderer, blah, 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 all these different things. Well, that person responded in an, awesome way educating and it's not that you're necessarily going to educate that troll because a lot of times they don't want to hear it right but you are educating those other people that might be reading that or taking part in that and there was a lot of positive comments then when somebody else came in and said well that troll probably wears three masks and has had all their inoculations and and (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i was like yeah, yeah. Here, here whole... we went, man. Yeah, we we brought in this other garbage that distracted from our focus mm-hmm. that had nothing to do with it. What is somebody's line of thinking on COVID have to do with Fun. what we're trying to do as far as hunters? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, absolutely. I I don't know how a how a virus became this polarizing political statement, but but, but, but it has. But yeah, and that's just part of the argument. I hear it all the time in different ways, you know, that, you know, it's what happens is we get lazy, Jim. We get lazy in attacking people because it's so much easier to say that they're a liberal or they're a conservative or, you know, they're a vegan or they're an anti. I mean, we just get real lazy instead of, you know, calling a spade a spade is and it, sticking with that. Is that right? lazy mm-hmm. or is that unarmed? <laughs> That's how I th- I'm starting to believe that it's unarmed, right? It's not a lazy stance, but we have this. What, what do you mean by that? Well, OK, okay, okay I'll just I'll, I'll relate it to yeah. hunting, right? What's our argument mm-hmm. is why we hunt? What is what is the 95 percent of the time answer to fill the freezer? That does not tell an anti hunter or a non hunter the whole story. Right. But we can't have the conversation beyond that because that's been the narrative for so GD long. Well, I do it to fill the Mm -hmm. freezer and it's what I want to do. 
you can't go into the battle or the gunfight with a knife. We know that, right? It's typically it's a losing battle. Um, we mm-hmm. go into these things unarmed and people are already they're already swayed, right? Uh, you got a staunch conservative and you got, you know, uh, a liberal there and, you know, you guys are going to battle and then it's going to go fisticuff as soon as you got some some support, just like, you know, that thread. Um, and, and I find more times than not that people are unarmed for the conversation. They're not there to have a conversation as to let me give you my viewpoints and why and try and sway you in your thought process, but give you their opinion based on fact uh, and a little emotion and feeling there is fine. Um, Mm -hmm. But that Mm -hmm. kind of goes back to my point where as hunters, why don't we focus on the anti-hunters, right? If we have the backing of hunters and the infighting is another conversation, why wouldn't I – I don't need to convert a hunter. I don't need to convert a non-hunter. I need to change the opinion and dwindle the numbers on the anti-side. I need to take my enemy and make my enemy my friend, right? But, but, you, need, but you need at the same time not to alienate that non-hunter. Oh, absolutely. It's, absolutely. It's, yeah. That, yeah, I, I, but I, that I think that's is, a tall order, uh, man. Uh, it, 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 absolutely it is. But the problem is, what? Are, why are they winning? Why are they winning? Because they can go in and they can go in with their data and they can tug on emotion and they can grab those people. Why are we falling? Because the conversation always ends up with, and I, I'm saying always, and excuse me, folks, for broad stroking, I feel in the freezer. Right. That mm-hmm. isn't the only reason I go out and I'll go back to the ego thing. I go out in September to kill my mother effing ego. I want I don't want to have any shroud of <laughs> eagle. None of that. You need a little I, humble soup. Yes, sir. I want I yep. want the yep. entire humble pie during September. Right. That is one of my thing. I'm going to go kick it out of you guy so when you come back you're a better man that that is it but we don't I tell kinda, that story I, exactly no i and i agree with that and i i want to just kind of touch on that that one of the points you were making there when you're talking about the difference between active hunters and active anti-hunters that mm-hmm. and, and these uh, and let's say just for the sake of, I don't know if you want to call it the, the side of the pendulum or, or whatever, you've got you've got 10% of, and we're just talking about the, the, the states, the United States. Uh, and I, I imagine that it is pretty similar, but it might be a little lopsided one side for our friends in Canada, but I'm not totally sure. I'll have to, uh, I got my buddy Tim Reamer up there. He might be able to, uh, if you're listening to this, Tim, fill me in on this and let me know how either off or right I am. But let's talk about the United States and this pendulum swing or, or however you want to classify that. But you've got 10 percent of the population that are active hunters, and that's high. That, that's, a, that's a high guess uh-huh. guesstimate right there. Right. Um, and then you've got on the complete opposite side, you've got the 10 percent of the anti-hunters. And, and it's the 80 percent in between that um, – could really make the difference. So my what I want to I want to say what the big difference between an active hunter and and an anti-hunter when you're looking at those two groups there there is a huge difference and and you you ask the question guy why are they so effective? Why are anti-hunters so effective? Because anti-hunters have an activist mission 
that's why this is not something that they were just like as as for for me for example i i was born into a hunting family i was out there tripping over logs trying to keep up with my dad when i was four years old and uh this is just what is normal right this is this is my life uh this is how i was raised it is a part of me in a way that cannot be taken out of my mentality or my, my soul uh, to get really dramatic. Now, on anti-hunter, on, on the complete opposite side, this is an activist position, so they have to have a mission. Our mission is just a, uh, is a, is a vague way to say that we're, we're going to keep hunting. We want to go hunting. What's going to be our next tag? What kind of points do I have in this state? What kind of weapon do I want to buy? I like this camo. I like these boots. I like that pack. And, and you know, that that's it's very individualistic and it's very selfish and self-centered, uh, which is normal for um, things that are similar in terms of lifestyle as hunting. When you when you go back and you look at the the anti-hunting side and and I'm just trying to kind of paint a picture of, of why and, and why it's relevant that we know this um, you look at the activist side. The, these are the anti-hunters that are that are actively seeking and working to shut hunting down, uh, like the folks over there, like the Humane Society of the United States over there in Washington that has uh, got their way with the spring bear hunt. Um, when when we're looking at those folks, they have an activist mission, and and so when they see, you know, we see somebody choosing a different weapon, and so we want to we want to justify our own decision, and and you know, I want to shoot a 300 wind mag, uh, so that person isn't as as good or as smart as I am because they're shooting a, a, a 6.5 Creedmoor. What they're looking at is. I'm going to be a part of this organization because we're going to shut down this particular hunt. And you know what? My friends over here at the Center for Biological Diversity, um, hopefully they'll chime in and help us too because their goal is the same. And their goal is to get rid of hunting because it is a very much out of the norm, non-human uh, approach to a very natural thing. And it, it makes you, in order to have that kind of objective, you must be an activist type kind of mindset. You must be fanatical in, in that in that sense. And the problem that we have when it comes from that side is they draw in the people from that 80% group that we were talking about. And they, they, they draw them in, the people that are just kind of on the edge they're very good at propagating messages in a way that tugs at the heartstrings of that that 80%. And so that 80%, you get these people pulling out their checkbooks and donating $25 here and $100 there and and liking their posts on on social media. And well, and that's how that side grows, and that's why they're so much more effective. Okay, so hash, oh, totally, hashtag, totally. hashtag a new shirt, hashtag activist hunter. Why aren't we – we know that you just explained it perfectly. Dude, I'm going to trademark that. Right? Why are no, we kidding. not taking that stance, or why are we not coming together in that manner if we care so Be, much about what we do? And before before you jump on that point, even more importantly, why are we alienating those other eighty percent by mm -hmm. by politicizing hunting and saying that? Oh, you're a vegan, or you're a you're a liberal, or you're a Democrat, or you're a Republican, and so you don't belong with us. We we are we are throwing out these labels and names and 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 call it. We've just brought in this very divisive attitude that has just filtered through mm -hmm. all of these 
political things that have happened, and we are alienating people in that 80% who we are going to need when that 10% of antis are making the moves that they're making. And it, we're making it real easy for people to go, well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they, they already feel uncomfortable with how they're being treated, man. You know, mm, you brought up the yeah. vegans, for example, you know, and, and, and I've talked to you about this, that my own daughter is a vegan. Now, I would say in the purest sense of the word, no, because she will at times still eat wild game, but she will not eat um, meat that she doesn't know where it's come from. If it hasn't come from the woods, man, she doesn't do that. And yet, you know, most of the time, in fact, she has a hard time with proteins now because she's been living vegan so long, but she hunts. You know, she hunts with me. Mm-hmm. She supports the hunting. But I was blown away when you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but why, man? I mean, it's because it's point, it's not it's not the yeah, but it's not the normal. It's not the norm, right? There, there's not. I, I I would be super curious to know if I could count more uh, than just what's on my fingers. How many people are vegans and hunters? It's a very unique thing, and it's super cool, actually. Well, I, you know, to me, I, and I couldn't tell you, Jim, because, I, you know, I really don't know, um, you know, how many vegans out there, you know, choose to do one with the other. But I know that they choose a particular lifestyle of what they eat. That's what it's all about. Right. It's not about yep. how they work. It's not about, you know, what their religion or your political affiliation is because of their lifestyle, what they've chosen to eat and put in their body. If anybody should understand and align with other people on what they choose to eat and put in their body, body, they would understand that. So why are we alienating them just because of what they choose or how they choose to eat? Why are we saying, and I've heard people say this, that, you know, that uh, all antis want is a vegan utopia. No, <laughs> they don't yeah. want people. They don't want people hunting and shooting animals. That's what they want. Has nothing to do with whether or not they want everybody to eat only vegetables. Like I said, there's a lot of antis out there that eat meat, man. So, uh, yeah, I, man, I, you know, not to get off topic there, but I, I'd be super interested to see how that Thanksgiving conversation goes when you've got a daughter that's a vegan. Now, granted, your daughter is unique, okay, because she, huh? she's a hunter and she supports what you do and you support what she does and all that kind of stuff. But a vegan sitting there with her dad, who is Coach Joe Gillia of the <laughs> Elk Hunting Blue Collar Academy, or <laughs> you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's quite the, uh, the the dichotomy, if you will. Uh, but I I want to. Well, I you, want you, you to got, expand on that, Joe, in a way. Oh, sorry, guy. Go no, ahead, no, no man. worries. You, you, well, you have dietary vegans and you have ethical vegans, right? Now, the v- dietary mm-hmm. vegans, right. they, that they may go out and hunt. That's Joe's daughter, right? But a true ethical vegan, that's you know, that's somebody that's just going out. Uh, I shouldn't say going out. They, well, they're they're going out, but they care about animals so much, right? They they don't want to take any life, uh, an animal's mm-hmm. life. 
Mm-hmm. So that would that would be the difference there. And and that, I don't know and that that's it's, a great point. I don't know that it's all I think it's probably a bit more common than than we would think. Right. And this goes back to my earlier point is if we shared the story outside of just the freezer filling and we shared the story of of why we love it so much and what and what it does to us and where it takes us as a person and spiritually, I think you would have more dietary vegans and less ethical vegans. Vegans, or you'd be able to make, you know, that that transfer over with some of those people. So, again, you know, why don't we focus on those? Yeah. So that, and, and that's that's a really good point. And, and I think that it, between what you just said, Guy, and what Joe was saying, uh, I, I think that it's important in I, I'm not speaking for all of us, certainly, but I'll speak for me personally. Um. It's foundationally as as a man and as a human and as a as a citizen of the United States of America, I could care less if somebody's a vegan. I, I don't uh-huh. care if somebody's a vegan. I don't care if they're a Republican. I don't care if they're a Democrat. Uh, I don't care if they're a hunter or they're a non-hunter. I, I don't care if they're a Mormon or a Catholic. I don't I don't care if I don't care. Like I, I literally don't care what somebody's lifestyle choices are. And that's the beauty of America and the land of the free. The, the part that gets wrong, and it's generally not started by the hunting side, but where, where we as a nation go wrong is where we get these groups that don't have that mindset. And they think that their lifestyle is the only lifestyle that is acceptable, and so everybody else needs to change to fit their um, viewpoint of the world. Is that a hunting and, conversation? And that, <laughs> it is that is a hunting conversation because we've got people that are again these are not your typical vegans or non-hunters or anything like that. We we've got these people that are activists and they want to force me to stop doing what I love to do or how I live my life or how I pursue my own destiny in a, in a mm-hmm. in a free country, right? And and that is what I think is really bothersome. To, to me, and that's where I get fired up, and then I become guilty because I get emotional about somebody trying to tell me Boom. how I could live my life, and I Boom. start attacking. Right, but that's a Boom. societal and issue. That that isn't that just, is a societal it, issue. It isn't and, just but, hunting. But we live in a in a society where part of us are hunters, and, and so it's it's a hunting issue as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but you just you just hit the nail on the head. It's emotion. all about emotion. Yes, sir. And, mm-hmm. and it's we end up doing the same thing that we start criticizing yes. our, our our own um, uh, legislatures about doing about going with emotion instead of the science. Or yeah. you know, uh, we end up doing the same thing. It all comes down to um, dividing with labeling and name calling, and because of emotions, man. And instead of keeping our head, and let me tell you something. Look, anti-hunters, like you said, are activists. They have a plan, all right? And what we are doing is falling into that plan. Because, Mm -hmm. look, y'all, the easiest way to to beat something is to divide and conquer. Absolutely. And I tell you what, I totally believe that anti-hunting groups and agendas exist in every political party or front and encourage rhetoric 
that inflames emotions and creates divisions that are going to weaken our front from the inside out. I mean, you, you see it. And within our own, like you said, I mean, you throw the creed more out there. I mean, that's that's the the joke within our our realm there. But I made a I mean, song about the creed more once. Right, don't, right, don't, yeah. Please don't sing. It, please don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as soon as we start having things happen legislatively that affects our hunting, right away. It becomes an urban or rural. It becomes vegan, vegetarian, meat eaters, um, you know, between them. It becomes between rich, middle class and poor, between hippies or homesteaders or private and public landowners, between trophy sport and meat harvest, between free range and high fence, man. I mean, we create all of these decisions. I mean, divisions right in between, you know, in between ourselves that weakens us from the inside out. And you mm-hmm. don't think that those other agendas can inflame that and and encourage that? Heck, yes, man. So uh, that's where I think we have to be so careful, Jim. Look, as a coach, I learned there's three ways to win a game. One way is to go straight at your opponent's strongest point and just beat them at what they're best at. The second was to find the weak points and exploit them. The third way was to create the illusion of a point of attack to draw the strength of that defense yeah, while you you're go. really attacking from the weak side. Yep. Right. And mm-hmm. I think we are absolutely falling into the trap of letting people within political machines of <laughs> whatever party into politicizing this and start attacking each other using those political vices from the inside out, man. And mm. I think I think we're being manipulated. I really do. I think we really have to stop and take a look at ourselves and not let ourselves become so emotional that we destroy ourselves from the inside out. Yeah. Okay. Can I? I'm gonna throw yeah, something. I'm gonna throw something in the conversation with with what Joe just said. Right. So um, we have a certain large social media presence and media company that's that's owned or was bought. A large percentage of that company was bought by um, folks that are known to be anti-hunting or anti-two-a. That kind of, you know, that that line of thinking can be thrown into what you're saying there. Right. So how do we how do we go about that? How do folks meander through the muddied waters when it when it comes to things like that? Right. Um, That that, you know, I don't want to say names, that, but that person has been a very good voice for hunting and, and showing a side of hunting that a lot of people wouldn't have been exposed to uh, because the platform is large and is very eloquent in his speaking and his writing, et cetera, et cetera. How do, how do folks meander through that and those tough decisions that we have to make as hunters and, and have these questions answered and, and how is that a play on our demographic and on our industry um, when, when that's going on? We, we use platforms like this. We use platforms even like that and stay intelligent and stay planned in what we're doing and educate and look 
we need to educate everybody that number one, we can we we can be a contradiction. We mm-hmm. can be an environmentalist and a hunter. We can be a caretaker and a killer. We are that. And and we just have to we, we have to be plain about that and educate people intelligently about that. That hunters we are predators. We've always been a critical part of this ecosystem. And that caring for animals and our ecosystem is totally compatible with our controlled use or involvement as a predator. And But we have to do it intelligently, man. We have to teach those messages and not fall into that, that negative pit and start spiraling down because somebody took our cheese away from us. And so we just attacked with anger and with emotion instead of intelligence, man. We, mm-hmm. we got to we got to quit letting ourselves be manipulated by other people's plans. Can we expand on the manipulation kind of thing that you're talking about, uh, Joe? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, when you say we're being manipulated, are, are you implying that there are organized anti-hunting efforts uh, trolling us maybe on social media Hell or something yeah. to divide us? That, that's what you're implying, right? Well, not because- only that, dude. But but I, I really think a lot of this stuff goes back to politics. Man. Oh, and, totally. And, you know, look, politics is about numbers. It's about votes. And the best way to guarantee numbers and votes is to polarize a public mindset with label divisiveness, bullying, using name calling as much as possible to create a them and us. You know, that the divisive attitude is the best survival method for those people trying to get those votes, man. And, mm. you know, you don't want people on the fence. You don't want people that are gray. You want black and doggone white so you know where you stand, right? And yeah. I, I, it's that and just like you said. There are people within all of these that find ways. I mean, why do you think trolls troll, man? Mm-hmm. You oh, know, I so, mean. Yeah, it, totally, totally. Because I, I, I worry about stuff like that. I like I, I think about stuff like that a lot. And I'm, you know, I'm not some conspiracy theorist, Joe, or guy. Uh, but I, I think that I've gotten more, more foil hat, you know, onto that side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't quite. I've got the tin foil, but yeah. I haven't turned it I, into a hat yet. Right. Kind of. Thing. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it's conspiracy. I think people, it's people, honestly doing what they believe in and doing as much yeah, as they no, can I, I to make totally, that come across. Yeah, totally agree with that. Totally so, agree with that. So, but, Jim, but I, what I'm talking oh. about, what I'm talking about is is full on. Uh, I like I, I believe that on a world level, right? I, mm-hmm. I believe there are countries that manipulate us to divide us to get us to do a certain thing. Oh, absolutely! So that yeah. and we fall for it and we go for it because mm-hmm. let's face it, Americans can be very naive to that kind of stuff and that kind of hostility. And so mm-hmm. then that's that's like on this uh, on the macro level, and now we're talking about on on a micro level, and mm-hmm. and we are being manipulated. We we are totally being manipulated. And like you said, Joe, it all comes from this political uh, atmosphere of polarization and, mm-hmm. and dividing. And, and you know, look look at the way people fight over a stupid freaking mask. You know, I, I have never seen anything like this. In the history, and I have my opinion, and you know what, my wife and I, we don't agree on on the efficacy of of a mask in regards to coronavirus, and that's okay. Are we divorced? Nope, nope. I it's 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 okay. We don't have to be so polarized about a mask. But have you seen how fired up people get? Pro mask, anti mask. 
That is an well, example. I just posted last night. And I'll chime in on it. I'll try, like I have an opinion on it. Politics have been thrown into that, bro. Politics and and where where I get mad, where I get for for me, uh, I feel like there is a lot of non factual information out there that people fall for, and so they think that you can control another's life through a specific piece of legislation that is based on emotion to make people feel better, and that's just my opinion. And, and and that again, that is a that is a large scale version of what we're talking about. This mask issue, it 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 pisses me off that it's so contentious. I don't care if somebody wears a mask. I'm not gonna. I, but I don't care if other people do, right? I, I don't care. I'm not gonna make fun of somebody because they feel better about. Like my wife will do that. She'll wear a mask. Because I'm not easier. gonna make fun of her, right? You better not. Yeah. I do. I, no, no, hell no, man. I'm afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> Four foot ten inches of terror, man. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna piss her off. Uh, yeah. But 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 the, the point is the point is is we we have gotten to this point in in our society where we have this real dramatic reaction to everything that is so irrelevant to the whole does that make sense it, it yeah, these I, things are irrelevant to the whole that it, it is it is not conducive to a peaceful society to have such vitriol over who's wearing a mask well, that's where yeah, they're trying or, to put or, us. That, that that that's where they're trying to put yeah, us, right? Because that's what I'm saying. Just like if Joe we were said, manipulated to this. Yeah, point, just we like Joe said, divide and conquer, right? If if you yep. can get us divided, we can't unify and 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 stand up to, in my opinion, some of the tyrannical crap that's going on here here in this pos you know they're talking about tomorrow through january 15th statewide to to put the d-hole covers back on and i'm like i'm not no thank you you know (laughs) (laughs) you you can do that right i mean they're going as far as well we recommend when you're having your holiday sit downs with your family wear a mask are you kidding me like really like what is that what is that doing and, and that, that is part – that is the problem right there is, is you cannot force Americans to do something like that. It can be recommended. It can be this. It can be that. But you cannot force people to do something like that because it's a medical decision. So constitutionally, kiss my ass. But I, I want to I, I – I, I, Joe, I apologize. I, no, I, I want to back dude. up a I little mean, bit. Like that, yeah, this but, stuff fires me up. Yeah, but you know that's just dead. You know, we, within that little phase of conversation right there, the emotions that were said mm-hmm. already let other people know that you're an idiot if you want to wear a mask with your family. When there are some people that feel like, man, uh, if I if if I were to bring something to my and, and this is I'm a, I know we're on a little bit of a rabbit hole here. We can get back to the other thing. But my, my point that I'm trying to make is. The emotions come into it to a point where within our own conversation, within what we're stating there, we're telling other people, well, you're idiots if you do this. And other people are like, but I don't feel that way, man. I feel like if I'm protecting, if that's what I choose to do, if I feel like you're not protecting me because you don't wear one, then are they idiots? So my point is, is why is that? 
Why? Why yeah. does any yeah. of that? Because what does it have it, to do with it, it the price down of choice. in Georgia, man? Well, it, it, it's boiling <laughs> down to choice, right? And I think that's and, what, and that's where the emotion comes in, right. guy. When, yeah. when we're not given a choice, that's right. where that's where the emotional charge gets ignited, right? And it has, and, well, and that's the, what, in my opinion, it has nothing. Where the to, emotional charge, when the emotional charge comes in, though, bud, is is that if I choose to wear a mask, wear right? If I'm following that and I choose to wear a mask, it doesn't affect anybody because I'm wearing a mask. If exactly. I choose not to wear a mask, does it affect other people around me? And there's where the anger comes no. in. So How? that's a that's a that's a whole other conversation if, if you're, in itself. It, it if is. You're wearing, we, we could sit and argue about the efficacy of wait, that. Wait, no, 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 no. You're not going to skip over that. Hold on, hold on. If if you're <laughs> if, if it's if if we're saying you you do what you want to do. You wear a mask. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Right. If, if you want to have, you know, do the, the vaccine, I'm okay with that. But, but Joe just, and it was funny to hear it. Joe just said, I'm not protecting him, but he's wearing the mask and, and has the vaccine or whatever, but he's wearing the mask, but I don't have it on. So I'm not protecting him. How does that? What I'm saying is that that, that's a lot of the feeling out there, and that's where that that is. That is. But but it doesn't make. But but the emotion does not come out of out of a fact based thing. Like the, uh, I'm sorry. It doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) Yeah, and and, well, let me ask you this because we we've been on this. We've been down the Joe. You call it the rabbit hole here um, on this mask issue. But let me ask you this, you guys. You know, think back to like um, I don't know 1990, right? Mm Joe, I mean, you can go back to like 1929 if you want. Uh, who's whoa, 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 whoa? Who said that? No, think back to. 1990. Are you talking about when 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 cigarette smoking? Uh, Your high no school days. Happened in the public. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I want to go back to like 1990, and and put yourself, you know, in that that era, that time frame, and right. can you imagine in your wildest dreams that there could be such a level of contention over a mask you know i i remember watching uh on tv um i forget which olympics it was or prior to the olympics and and i was seeing everybody in china wearing masks and some of these other countries that were wearing masks all the time and Mm -hmm. i was like and i can remember thinking to myself Mm -hmm. how how could that ever happen like that you know i mean it was it was not even uh, the nearest possibility in my mind, you know, that that, that, that could happen. But your or, reaction or wasn't there. Your reaction wasn't, oh, man, they're stupid for wearing those masks. No, no. It was it was like, man, I would hate to live in a country where I couldn't breathe the air and risk, you know, yeah. life or 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 something because of it. Well, that was know? a smog I, thing I, or something, wasn't it? Um, it's both air been quality. smog. Yeah. yeah, it was an yeah. air and quality thing. And then they got thing. hit with, uh, with the bird flu, I think it was, when that <laughs> happened over there, too. So, yeah. yeah There's been a few was, times when they, they mm-hmm. like China, they'll they'll have, uh, you know, the, the, the population, basically. I don't know if it's mandated or what, but they're wearing masks quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, – you know, it's just it's just a. No, I couldn't thing. imagine it back in 1990. I could never imagine it, man. Me neither. And me neither. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's even hard for me. It's even hard for me to imagine now. <laughs> yeah, you know, man. I mean. Oh yeah. And, and and I pray. 
I pray nightly for this to disappear from this earth, man. And and mm-hmm. I question what it's going to be like for my granddaughter. And mm-hmm. I question for what it's going to be like for a lot of people. I mean, we've we've lost two members of our family because of it. We've I've got mm-hmm. um I, I went to go do business with a guy just the other day that uh, is from New Mexico. He's young. His dad was only sixty two, and. He just lost his dad, never had any idea that um, that he had gotten COVID and until they came to get him with the ambulance and, and that was it. And and I mm. and I didn't even know what to say to him or how to even talk about that, you know. But I mean it's it has affected our lives in ways that we would never comprehend. And I, you know, to me the whole commentary on it is not really whether or not we wear it. It's just on, man, how sad of a situation it is that we've gotten to this point in this world. And but it and is that's what the it point, is, you know, that's mm-hmm. the point I'm, I'm trying to make there is is, look, you, you can have your personal opinion about wearing a mask. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does my wife. Um, you can have your personal opinion on on the effects of, of coronavirus or COVID-19, and, and you can have your opinion as to how we react to it or whether or not you want to take a vaccine. The point mm-hmm. is the thing's been politicized to an a point mm-hmm. to a point in which like back uh, going back to this 1990 phase, you know, mm-hmm. I remember the days when one member of my family could be a Republican and the other member of my family could be a Democrat. And there could Absolutely. be some friendly banter back and forth. And and it was like it was more like an NFL rivalry. Oh, you're a you're a Cowboys fan. Oh, you're a Broncos fan. It was along those lines. Sure. There was some heated moments. Um, no but, hatred. It, it wasn't like what it is now. Like yeah. I've had members of my family that are so extreme one way on the oh, political absolutely. side that they won't even talk to me anymore. And right. and you know that's what? That it's that's bullshit. That's the same commentary. That is, that's the same yeah. commentary. How sad is it that our world has gotten to this point? And let me that's tell you exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, if if you, I just got. To live through this with my brother, man, if you're in a hospital and you don't know if you're going to be seeing tomorrow, you don't give a crap about what any those people's – you don't yeah. have yeah. absolutely – could care less about any of it. And that's one thing I love about my crew, man. I mean I take a look – you take a look at you know me, Gilbert, the mafia, you know Cole, uh, Chav, all of us are, are – different as far as our, our well, how we check mark what uh, political party we belong to our religions um, our ages our sizes our nationalities you guys what argue over who who the Venezuelan mafia's boss is <laughs> yeah. like, come on you guys gotta get this figured out there's no leadership oh, man. Gil Dude, stated it on the podcast man Gil, Gil come out and said it <laughs> He, he did, but he, he's like, I'm not going to assign anybody number, boss I, one I, or boss number two anymore. I, I, look, I am the friggin' leader of the mafia. I have said it. <laughs> I swear, it's, I, I think it's Chav, man. He, Chav sits back there, man, and it's like, okay, that dude's really yeah, the boss. That's, that's a good point. You know guy. what I mean? He just kind of sits back. Yeah, yep. but like he's, he's just pulling the strings. Yeah. yeah you betcha. <laughs> Those boys have followed me around the woods for five years. I know who the leader is, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, man, it all comes about 
look, we can have conversations yes. and we become better because of those conversations. Do we have our opinions? Absolutely. We have our opinions. And but does that mean that we're going to stop caring about each other because they're different or we can't have those conversations or we can't try to make each other better as a whole? You know, that's what it's about. But that's where we're at, Joe. Really yeah, I That's mean, but this is the bigger picture. Do we care about our neighbor? Do we take care of the people down the road? No. Or are we so caught up in our own little world and so egocentric that we could care less? And people are going, oh, look, I am entitled. You're going to do what I do because mm-hmm. this is what I believe in. And this is my belief. I, my belief is stronger than your belief, and therefore my belief is more important than your belief. Yeah. And it, if it, we're going to live like this, if we're going to live like that, get ready to lose a lot more of the things that you love and believe yep. in because none of us will ever be able to join hands in one common voice to ensure that we have this lifestyle, this tradition, this thing that has been going on for thousands of years. And, mm-hmm. and I tell you, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, who knows? I mean, the way this world's going, it might be a point where you need these skill sets again for, throughout the world. Hey, there's so. a lot of people no recently that, that really started considering it. And I've had conversations with people that, that know the freezer's full uh, that are like, hey, man, I think I need to start hunting. And I've heard other people talk about it. And it's like, well, you know, Why do you guys think I live on a remote mountain in North Idaho? I mean, yeah. yeah. Because well, you're you're smart yeah. you're smarter than the average yeah. bear, buddy. Well, I, I, no, 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 no. I, I promise I'm not smarter. I'm just more leery than the average bear. I, I, I think it's a, the correct term. But but, um, but here's the thing, too, Dim. You know, today you got three men on here that are talking about this. You know, um, how mm-hmm. you know everybody talks about hunting, how it's becoming, and I know I'm hitting another rabbit hole here, but how it's becoming um, a rich white man's sport. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, I've heard that. It, it, we're not inclusive. It's about, um, uh, in fact, I, I just read something on this today about how a lot of uh, politicians like to um, have, you know, prop pieces shot with them hunting because it gives the feel of them being masculine and strong and you know those types of things again the whole masculinity part of it i mean uh yeah i mean all of this stuff are, are we guilty as charged are we being inclusive are we you know are we pulling people around us in instead of closing them out and you know look i i could you know, my own brothers, man, they hunt down in South Texas, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, when I first heard, you know, they were like, yeah, you got to come down and hunt whitetail with us, you know. And, you know, they, they sit in stands and they have feeders. And right away in my mind, man, I was judgmental of that, right? Because yeah, I was like, I've been guilty of that, too. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm like, judging that. Yep. Yeah. And look, it might not be my thing, but it's perfectly legal. Um, mm-hmm. it's, and, and I tell you what, until I went down there, I never understood the fact that you'd never kill a deer in that country if, if, <laughs> if you, you didn't. didn't have a feeder, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And then I even take it to a further sense, you know, when I think about it, like people that, you know, they put out water or things like that, but yeah, as hunters, we wait by water holes or, you know, we wait by agricultural things for them to come over a fence or we call them off private. Pro- I mean, look, I mean, you can pick your poison and you can expand it. To, to suit whatever it is you like, or you could get very narrow-minded. But the thing is, is we are all doing the same thing in one sense or another. Mm-hmm. You know, you even to, yeah, yeah. Even even if you were to take a look at 
people that are vegan or, you know, that, that want crops or, you know, that land had to be tilled. Animals had to be pushed off of it. It's no longer, I mean, animals lost their lives that lived on there, whether they were mice, moles or whatever, you know, creatures ended up, you know, uh, being displaced from that. I mean, we all are doing the same thing in a sense, but yet we're all sitting in judgment of each other. And I think that. That's probably the one thing that we need to look at most so, of all. So there was a study done, and I forget. I had read it on Psychology Today. It was, this is a while ago I read it, so excuse me if I'm, I'm paraphrasing or I do bad. So instead of us looking at method of take or what – the one that kills me is the camo. Um, you know, what camo or 6-5 – you know, know. the 6-5 Creedmoor guys and gals or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And we look at mm-hmm. it as as it was put in this this article or this essay on Psychology Today. They They – classified us into sex based on achievement, affiliation, appreciation, goals. Um, and uh-huh. I think there was a couple more in there, right? And and Jim, talk going back to what you were saying, they, yes, they do troll us. And that's how a lot of that essay was written was research from forums no and social and things like that. So you think if you read it, you'll see the bias, in my opinion, as to those researchers and where they stood on the hunting, anti-hunting line. Anywho, um, maybe if we started looking at our commonality and highlighting our mm-hmm. commonalities, right, in those achievement, affiliation, appreciation Absolutely. goals that we could blur or erase that line in the sand, if you will, um, and and get rid of some that, some of that bit, divide, yeah. right? And instead of <laughs> instead of you know thumping our chest all the time, um, because at the end yeah. of it, we're you know it's it's really the same the same game. And I'm man, I got buddies on the East Coast and listeners on the East Coast and the Midwest and the South, mm-hmm. and man, I am the first one, the first one to crack on a tree stand thing. But I immediately go to I couldn't do it because I do not have the patience to sit up in a tree for 13 hours on a day. Right. They, that's those guys, just but those guys. That's that's how they were raised. Yeah, hunting, right? Exactly. So that's that's what they know. Right. And, and you make a you make an excellent point, man. And I've talked about this in the past, too, where it is when we when we strip away all the things that you just mentioned, like camo, uh, region, whether you're in a tree stand or you're on a, on a public mountain somewhere with a bugle tube, you know, all, all those things. When you strip all that away, what is the end goal? What is the common thing that we all love? We like, we, we do, and not to use that euphemism that, that you were talking about. There, for me, it's three things that hunters all have in common. A is a, is a freezer full of meat. B is a something to display on the wall as a memory as to what happened on the third thing, which is the adventure of getting that animal there. Right. In my opinion, that is, those are the three things. And, and, and not everybody is, is looking for a big rack or anything. So don't anybody, you know, come at me with that. I, I like shooting. Uh, even if, when I get a, a small buck, I keep those antlers. Uh, in fact, last year I cut them off and I made these cool things for my daughters with them. Yeah, you know, so it, I don't want anybody to mistake that for me talking about how everybody has this common goal of being a trophy hunter. That's not what I'm saying. But you can't tell me that if you go out and somehow put yourself in front of a giant bull elk or a giant mule deer buck or a huge whitetail that you're not going to be proud of that set of antlers. I mean, uh, think Don't about lie it. To me. Think about it. Right? Every good. everything we do, I mean, even even in that trophy hunting, right? Even 
just in those two words, we're offering a divide. Every, exactly. Every and, and single that's, that's animal. That's what we need to prevent. Right. Every single animal that that you shoot is a trophy to you. Right. This sounds so cliche right. and blah blah blah, but. Just I don't know, man. I shot statement. a mule deer this year that is I was super disappointed about. So I don't know if I can call it a trophy. <laughs> right, but but, but the <laughs> but effort and everything else. There, it, yes, right? exactly. Right. So let's get so, rid of the get rid of the sounds so the, the, sounds the term so liberal. Trophy hunter needs to go. <laughs> Just get rid of the, the labels. The, I hate even saying that yes, because of our. No, I know. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. So, so, I, so let, let, let me ask you a question. When when our kids play in sports. Are, are they trophy athletes? Um, you know, when we go get a, 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 a job, you know, are we a trophy worker? Um, and everything we do in life, we've been taught to try to excel to a mm-hmm. highest point of, of receiving something that is special to us. Based on our everything efforts. Everything that we do. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so I man, I, you got a way of simplifying things in a way that I, I just can't do in my mind. That's old man <laughs> wisdom, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, to, to me, you know, what I have, you know, when they say trophy or sport, if any of that, it relates to the American way of thinking. I mean, I mm-hmm. have people every day. You know, there are millions and millions of kids that are put in, you know, these sports programs to try to win, try to win that trophy. Everybody watches millions of people watch football because they want to see that team hoist that trophy at the end. You know, they live through their their moments. And and I'm not saying that that's, you know, for, for myself. You know, whether it's this tooth that I wear around my neck of, of the, the last hunt that me and one of my friends that I lost honors him or whether it's um, a, a beer that I hang on and a place that I see every day from a turkey that I took that was one of the incredible hunts that I had there or whether mm-hmm. it was a photo I took of a meal that I made that was made out of elk. It's the same thing that's honoring that moment that's a memory that you have, whether it's a story, a podcast, a book, you know, yeah. all of yeah. those in their own way are a trophy. It's a way of, of memory, you know, keeping a memory. It's a way of holding on to, and this has gone on since as, as long as man, I mean, our, our own native Americans, you know, that, that, uh, that honor their hunts and their memories and their strength and their power mm-hmm. that they did in certain things. They would things. sketch them on the cliffs of the, the, the walls Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, yeah. So or is it, or different things. Yes. Absolutely. Generally. Yeah. So generally speaking, would you say mm-hmm. that those three things that I laid out there, the the meat, the trophy, and the um, uh, the, the adventure are, are kind of a common thing that all hunters can relate to? I, you know what yeah. I hear? I hear – and let's take the full freezer out of it, right? Let's talk about the psychological, if you will, parts of it, right? The camaraderie, you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. the mental yep. endurance, the mental fortitude that it takes to all get that, through some of that. All that under adventure though. Uh, all you of, think? Well, so I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to do is, is yes, in, in my mind, it, it is part of the adventure. But I'll give you a great example. When, when I was in the Marines and we went to Iraq – Right, we were we were one of the first units to cross that line of departure and go from Kuwait into Iraq, and 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 we're doing this. This was this big adventure filled with camaraderie, filled with dangerous scenarios, filled filled with all these things that 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 make up a war that I, I don't even want to get into. 
But when I think of that, there there was this level of excitement prior to going that that mixed with fear and all these other things that that play into it. But the camaraderie and 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 it's all part of the adventure, and and especially for for men, but humans. They want that. They need the adventure. Not, I, and I'm not saying we all need to go to war, uh, but I, I'm talking about we need some kind of adventure. That's why there's so many things to do. Some people get their adventure from mountain biking. Some people get their adventure from um, you know, jumping out of airplanes with a parachute. W- whatever the adventure is or adrenaline rush or whatever you want to call it, this, it, it all boils down to these three things that we're looking for. And adventure is, is, is part of that. And then if the adventure is the one, however, you can expand into multiple different things. And the point I'm trying to make is if somebody goes out to a high fence elk hunt and they, uh, they, the, because they don't know anything about public land elk hunting, right? They go out and they pay the money. They've got the means to go on a high fence elk hunt. Their end goal is to get the trophy, the meat, and the adventure. In their mind, that is an adventure. And when I go out or Joe goes out or, or you go out, Guy, and, and we're out on public land, non-guided, you know, doing it ourselves kind of thing, uh, going through the motions, and, and what is our end goal? It's the same damn thing. Okay, our I'll- adventures may be defined a little bit differently, but the, the outcome is the same. And so where it doesn't interest me to go on a high fence hunt, at all, I'm not going to knock the guy that does. Okay, hold on. Let, does that let, make sense? Yeah, it, it does. But but let's let's distinguish here, right? Because you have you have a private land hunt, and then you have a high fence, right? When 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 you're saying high fence, are you re- yeah. ter- referring to an eight nine foot? I'm talking about a legitimate high fence hunt where you know there is pretty much a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance you're going to tag out. Okay, so yeah, like co-op. It's not just a regular public right. land hand. <laughs> I have public well, land. I think there's differences sorry, there, and the reason that I want land. to say that is because uh, is I feel like you'll get a lot of grief if you don't distinguish the difference oh, between yeah, a totally, PLM hand. Totally, but, you know what I mean? But you could throw that third element in there. The, the goal is still the same for somebody hunting private land. I mean, I hunt private. I have private land. I hunt on it, uh, and that does not guarantee me a uh, a notch tag that is for sure what i'm talking it's about, about opportunity mm-hmm. yeah. yes about the opportunity, opportunity. Yeah. and and how we define the adventure in our own mind i get a lot more fulfillment by going out into the wild and tracking down an elk in september and calling one in right and so th- there's no th- there's no argument with that but what my point is is the end goal is the same as it is for some you know, fellow that has a lot more money than I do that mm-hmm. can afford to go on some high fence hunt and shoot a 400 class bull uh, that has never left a, a 50 mile radius, right? Got it. I'm not going to knock that guy, and, and that's what we tend to do as hunters, and and it serves nobody and it serves nothing, and it, yeah, I guess because, that's the the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, and there's a there's a reason and a place for all of it, and everybody has to within their selves. <laughs> You know, it's like when people ask me, what is the maximum distance somebody should shoot their bow? That's not for me to decide, man. I don't know their effective range. I don't understand their strengths and their weaknesses. Only they do. And it's just like anything else like that. You know, if somebody is paying whatever they pay to go get a gold bull in in a high fence situation, I don't walk in their shoes. I don't know why. I don't know what their reason, whether and right away we could throw out the easiest thing is to go was well, for ego, man. You know, it, um, they just want to go get a giant bull and pay whatever they want to do for it. Well, 
You know, look, it's none of my business, really. You know, I know that that animal cannot be put into a Pope and Young because it's not a fair chase. Um, but there's that's the reason we have those definitions. I don't know why that person do. I don't know if that person is uh, has um, some kind of physical weakness or if they have some kind of disability or if I, I whatever reason, I don't walk in their shoes. That's for them to have to face either those positives or those demons once that happens. And maybe that is going to be growth within their life and something that they have to face. I believe there's a reason mm-hmm. for everything in this world. And it's not for me to figure out what Jim's reason is. It's not mine to figure out what guy's reason is. Both of you guys are on your own journey and you're going to have peaks and valleys in it. And you're going to have to learn from it. You're going to have to face your demons and I'm not going to be able to do that for you. So, you know, I like all we can do is, is try to hope that people have that opportunity and what other shape or form it takes to be able to find out those things in life. You were asking about those three things. For me, Jim, it was culture and tradition. It was about the challenge, and it was about something that I understood and was passionate about, and that was being in the outdoors and taking the trail that most people don't, man. I've always Mm -hmm. been a person with that unicycle mentality that wanted to do things that people said couldn't be done. And at the same time, I gained respect by putting food on that table. And it was about respect for me as a hunter, as a man, as a father, as a parent, as a teacher. You know, uh, it, it was about all of that tied into it as one that's what i got out of it and if that's ego mm, uh, you know i gotta tell you i'm as, as guilty as anybody that likes people to feel like hey yeah that guy can do that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah good we all do it. we all do yeah absolutely Anybody who yeah. says they're not is lying yeah absolutely but at the <laughs> at the same time man everything i do in my life is based on the lessons that I learned in those outdoors. And it taught me a lot of things and it taught me not to give up. And it taught me about, it really taught me about the importance of life because I've been there. I've been there next to my animal. I've been to those, you know, beside those animals when they've had their last, last breath. I've taken that in and I understand it. And there was compassion for it and there was thanks for it. And, you know, I, I don't know that a lot of people can understand that. I don't know that they can understand that full full circle and what it yeah. means to me. Yeah. You know, so but that, that's not that's not for me to make them understand. I can teach them and I can share. And if they don't understand that, you know, that's it is what it is. <laughs> that's I, well, all I can tell you. <laughs> so, so based on what we were just saying, right? And we'll talk about, and I'll talk about me, and then just listening to that. And, and the thought that came up, right? For me, high fence hunting, right? If we're talking about, you know, four sides enclosed, you know, eight, nine foot fence, uh, call it a co-op uh-huh. deer somewhere down in Texas. And that's what they do, right? I'm not uh-huh. talking about uh-huh. free range jumping fence prop, fence lines or nothing. Right, uh, right. You know, yeah. let it out at that feeder two days before. I'm not with it. Like I, this point in my, that's in my hunting thing. career, right. I'm not with it. But as you were talking right. and Jim was talking and I thought to myself, if that was the only way that I could hunt, would I? Right. So if 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 we want to have that course correction, right, put your shoe, put put your feet on that shoe. Would you do it if that was the only way that you could hunt? 
I would guarantee that 98, 97 to 98% of folks are going to say, yeah, I'm doing it. If money wasn't an issue. Um, For sure. And uh, Jim, if you don't mind, can we go, I'd like to go back to the ego thing, right? So you brought that up earlier and and Joe hit on it pretty strong, but it keeps coming back up. And I think addressing... There's different types of ego in this, right? And and hear me out for a sec, and then chime in. So you have the dr- generational type guy, right? That that was brought up in hunting. It was almost a rite of passage when when dad or granddad handed you that rifle, and and you went out and you did it on your own that first time. Right now you're 12 years old, boy. You sit in this stand, or you sit in this blind, or you you know go up this ridge. Uh, and that, that was, was me, bro. Yeah, and that's and that's the rite of passage, right? There's gonna mm-hmm. be there's gonna be a love. Of, of, you know, chest thump in there, that ego comes in. I'm a man now. How does that translate into the newer hunter? And is there an issue with the ego being, let me get this buck or bull or whatever it is so I can snapshot this and, and, and experience that chest thump, right? And I think a lot of where we damn social media is in that realm, right? Where it's, it's the, like, I don't know that it's ego driven. Is it, is it really an ego thing or is this an accomplishment thing? What, what do you guys, where do you guys stand on that? Because I think we've well, said ego I a think lot. It's, it's, uh, simply put, like you said, there's different types of ego. Um, the, the ego that is normal and natural and, and I think healthy is, is what you were talking about. It boosts our ego when we come of age and we're given the freedom to go hunt on our own. And, and if we achieve success, it's, it's the same kind of victorious feeling that you'd get if you were, you know, a high school football team that just uh, won the state championship, right? In, intrinsic value. Yeah. Intrinsic value, great, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great way to say it. Okay, and, and so that that's the healthy uh, ego that that is that is playing into it. And and in my mind, there's there's also an unhealthy ego, and and I've been I've been guilty of this, where um, you know I I wanted I've exaggerated a hunting story, right? It was when I was younger. I I mean I sucked at no. like hunting, but I was terrible. <laughs> I was a terrible hunter. I was a terrible hunter. But do you think that when I was sitting around in the bar talking to some other hunter at the bar, I sat there and I said, hey, you know, uh, I'm a terrible hunter. I suck at this. No, I say it I all like, the time, oh, bro. Yeah, I'm back out there and I took a 400-mile shot, yeah, you know, whatever. And and I think that, that I recognize that uh, and, and realize that that's the unhealthy side of it. Before social media hit, and then social media hits, and and I think that, and again, I know I know I rag a lot on social media, uh, but uh, a lot of negativity comes out of it, and a lot of the infighting that we're talking about comes out of it, and a lot of the the, the unhealthy ego side of it comes out of that, and and it is like I don't think it's an unhealthy thing to post a grip and grin picture of the the buck you just you know killed mm-hmm. or or elk or or whatever. Uh, but I do think that there is an element of or a percentage of folks that go out and maybe exaggerate their experience on social media for the sake of social media. 
Does that make sense? It, it does, but okay. Oh, so, I, so maybe I, I, maybe we're not using the right word then, right? Because ego is just a sense of your uh, self esteem or or your self importance. Yeah, that's a good right? point. That, that's a good point. So maybe maybe we're not using ego. Right. Maybe maybe it's braggadocious, or I, I yeah. don't know. But is that is that what would a, be the word for somebody who wants nothing to do with uh, meat or the, the 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 holistic lifestyle that is hunting? But wants a picture holding a giant bull elk, right? What what would be the term for that? Because I know when Joe posts a picture of a bull elk, or when like uh, guy, you just you recently posted a picture of a of a buck. I think you'd gotten. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. I look at that, and for me, that is a culmination of of what your lifestyle is, right? This is this is what you've worked for and you committed to, and and that that is not a braggadocious thing in my opinion. Um, and I'm happy for you and I'm happy to see it. And, and I'm, I, I want you guys to do that. I react differently. If it's somebody that I feel like isn't really like, I'll give you a great example and I'm not going to use his name, but I follow this dude and he's got a big, big following and he's got a big, big podcast and, and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. He's got a very specific message, uh, on his platform. And, um, I thought he was a really cool dude. Uh, and he, he just got into hunting, like, I don't know, a year or two years ago. And he goes out and all of a sudden he's posting this picture of this giant whitetail buck he'd shot. It's, I mean, just like massive. I, this thing is unrealistic. You'd never see that in North Idaho, <laughs> that kind of buck. It's just one of those, you know, Midwest kind of uh, type type kind of bucks. Anyway, mm-hmm. huge. And I'm all excited at first, but then he kept posting pictures about it. And um, it was the nature of which this is a very brand new hunter, very beginner. Um, you know, he didn't mention the fact that I, you know, I was able to gather or, or just gather from the pictures that – this was not like some crazy big time hunt he went on and did by himself or, or anything along those lines. But he 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 created the perception that it was. Okay, but what okay. Does that make well, sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. So okay, back to what Joe was saying. Why does it matter? If he's if it's it, legal, ethical, it, it, responsible, it, it, why does it matter no, no, no. what your it, perception it is of, it of him being what, proud what of I'm, it? What I'm what I'm asking is is what is that defined as and and because it, it that is that is something that is it's hard to explain because it doesn't matter to me. I, I can care less if the guy goes and pays money to to, to have no, a guy but, take him no, out on Jim, private but, land. Don't care. Not 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 true, dude. You do. You care. just said it. Otherwise, well, I, it, I care. It, it, I care about how it is perceived or, or I represent I, 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 right. I, and I, I care about how it is portrayed by that individual. Yeah. But like, and just but that's admit like, it, man. But that's like me. Admit that's, it. that's like me asking Joe about the mask and I got to wear a mask thing. It does. If that's his choice, that was his pursuit, his animal. Why does it effing matter? That's like me, right? I want to go. I, and I've been there. I got a freaking hunting platform. I talk about elk all the time. I love elk and I can't kill a God dang elk to save my life in the last three <laughs> years. Right. And, and not for lack of, of effort, right? But but no, I make I know, choices. I, <laughs> I make choices in the elk woods, and I've had people say, "Dude, just shoot an elk, just shoot a rag." No, it's not. That's not what I'm there for. I am not there to appease Jim or Joe or 
anybody yep. else out there. And I think the problem is, and, and this is where I'm going to agree with, with your stance, is the problem is, is that we're highlighting shit to, excuse my language, because Joe is on, um, is, is to, we're <laughs> highlighting things to appease too, people, <laughs> right, that don't really matter in our pursuit. Because I guarantee you that half the people you're trying to impress ain't going to be that excited for you because you killed a 380 bull, right? You're going to have your, right. you're yeah. have yeah. your real folks, but then you're going to have the folks that are going to criticize every single mother effing thing about the photo, about what you really did, about where it was at, about the gear you used. Right. So if we want to blur the line in the sand, right, we can't we cannot do that to each other. We cannot. We yeah. absolutely can't. I could give a shit if you walk across the road and you shoot that bull. Right. Does that make you any less because you didn't go and pack in for 24 days or you didn't go and I ain't doing this shit 12 miles in the back country? Right. That, that's the kind of opinions <laughs> that, come, that come yeah, out no, of that. I, it's a it's a great point you're making, and that I, I agree with you. I think what I what I was what I was getting at was where where's that line where it's like healthy ego versus unhealthy ego, and we kind of got down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and I can I can tell you this, Jim. So either way, it is uh, us as humans. Um, when you talked about that, I didn't necessarily feel bad for the people that see that picture. The person that I concern more than anything is is that individual because that's something that they're yeah. going to have to learn on their own, and that's something that they're going to have to face, and that's things that they're going to have to right. think about. And some people sleep great at night, and they don't worry about that stuff, um, but – uh, there's a lot of people that do, and it takes time, it takes maturity, it takes perspective, and it takes going through that and then having to maybe say, you know, I ain't going to do that crap for other people. And and I've heard so many people, you know, I, I heard Garrett just the other day on, on Guys, man, and he's like, Garrett's like, I, I don't want to be that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be doing this. I, I want to be doing what makes me happy, you know, and some of that stuff was mm-hmm. really cool for a little while, but that's not – who I am. And, and that's, that's maturity. That's, that's going through life and figuring things out. And, and really when I see somebody that shoots a nice animal behind the high fence and I look at another guy and I go, yeah, but that was behind the high fence. I, I wasn't doing that to put him down. I was doing that to make that guy maybe think I'm better than that person. So, again, yeah, there's that yeah. unhealthy ego, right? And I, I think that's, you know, well, that guy shot it with this gun or, you know, that, that guy's shooting at 1,600 yards. You know, he's not really a, a, a hunter if he's doing that. Screw that. That's I'm just crazy. trying to, again, put down my – those people in this same community to make myself feel better. And we got to stop it. We've got to quit um, cannibalizing ourselves just to make ourselves feel a little bit bigger, a little bit better. Because what we do here um, is all of this went in the end, man, ain't going to matter for a hill of beans, man. We're going to be judged by the type of person we are. What do we want to be remembered Do we want to be remembered for a 480 or do we want to be remembered because we helped somebody else have an incredible experience? Legacy, man. What are we leaving? Yeah. Absolutely. What are we leaving? What kind of legacy? Yeah. Yeah. What are we leaving? Yep. You know? And is it all that said? Sorry. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all that said, this is this is kind of laying the groundwork and, and some kind of fa- foundation to build off of, of what we're trying to achieve by having these conversations, mm-hmm. which uh, and, and I guess that's something we should define th- this conversation that we're having. Like, what are we trying to achieve? I know that, you know, Guy and I, a few weeks back, we created quite a ruckus with that with that episode. Um you said you were yeah, from and, the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's the goal. We want to create a ruckus. No, I'm kidding. Yep. What What we want to do is, we we want people that maybe they don't understand how fragile this thing called hunting is yeah. in the year 2021 and almost 2022, which I can't believe. What the, anyway, <laughs> we're going to we're going into we're coming into 2022, and I think that a lot of hunters are, and I've, I've described it this way a million times. So for for those of you listening, I apologize, but it, it this is it's one of those things that, that that repetition is what makes it sink into people's heads. Most people, most hunters, they they especially like this time of year. Here it is, it's the holidays. They're gearing up for you know that, and their day jobs in mortgages and minivans and you know all these things that make up our life that they kind of tune hunting out mm-hmm. until it's time to go hunting right 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 nothing wrong with that no, there, no. i'm not i'm not i'm not bashing that uh, in any way i know a lot of people like that and you know what they're pretty successful hunters too uh so the the i, I think that the challenge that that presents is the anti-hunting movement and th- those that seek to take advantage of the fact that a lot of hunters turn it off for the year or a, that they take advantage of the fact that we're infighting or, or whatever the case is, they never sleep. Where a vast majority of, of our demographic is asleep at the will. They, they don't have time to deal with this. They don't have time to focus on this all the time. It, it, it takes these kind of conversations so to, to help I'm trying to word this right. <laughs> uh, Stop you guys playing know it how safe. I like to flippity flop <laughs> with my wording sometimes. <laughs> I, I think it takes these kind of conversations to kind of help wake us up. We we need to be we need to be awakened to what the the fragility of hunting is and and what our future looks like. And right. and and that's why we're having these conversations. And I want so, these conversations to continue. So the goal of why I'm here. And having this conversation is, for the very reason you said, not all of us, we get caught up in our lives. Not all of us have the time and the opportunity to go out there. Yes, we can do it by supporting other groups. We can support the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, which I do. We can support the Sportsman Alliance, which I do. We can support those different things. But I'm going to tell you this. Because you don't have the time when doing that, when you are out there, when you do have conversations, when you do come across those people that question your lifestyle, educate, invite, um, help other people understand, show your passion, share that passion, Mm -hmm. be inclusive and not exclusive because even though you might not have the time this has a ripple effect and the person that you invite those that person that you have that good conversation with or that you share an adventure with or that you in some way make this lifestyle a positive outlook for them 
they might do that to another person or another person, or that person might just be the one sitting in a panel that's listening and has to decide whether or not a certain bill is passed. You know, you have the opportunity with every life you touch to be able to make a difference. And don't believe that you don't. Believe that everything and anything that you do in a positive light can then reap positiveness at some point in some place in someone's life. And it might come back to help this overall thing and protect it the way we want it to be protected. Mm -hmm. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be necessarily by always taking the time out to be there. Now, that's great. That's awesome. Do that if you can. But every moment that you have a chance, don't hide from what makes your life fulfilled. Share it. Yeah. Man, I love that, Joe. You should run for president. <laughs> Boy, we'd be in a mess. <laughs> we'd, I, I think we'd all be forced to wear masks. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. You know, Jim. It, 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 and, hey, and, uh, hey, bud. If I if I did it, you wouldn't be forced. You would want to. <laughs> <laughs> that you know that, that we we laugh about that, Joe. But I mean that. That is a uh, a level of persuasion you, that, that that's a talent, and you do have that. Um, and you know, it is lacking out there. People try to force instead of persuade. Yeah, right. Uh, you, you know, Jim. I, I just I honestly feel, man. I was told forever when I was little, man, that we're either part of the the problem or we're part, part of the, the solution. solution. And yeah. you know, we can gripe and complain and give all this negativity negativity just feeds off negativity or we can try to make it better and why tell people they have to do something rather than asking them to try to help out and that's that's all i'm saying Mm -hmm. you know is we all do have a part in this and it doesn't have to be you know it doesn't have to be hard it just has to be sharing you know it has to be caring and it has to be doing for people around you the way that you want to be done and you know i mean that that's the the oldest rule in the book right you know mm-hmm. and you know and and there's something said you know to be said for that we have you know you and i have never physically been in in the same room together shaking hands same thing with guy and myself but look at the friendship and the bond that we've been able to create just from being able to have these conversations and to be able to support each other and to be able to call each other friends now even without ever having that physical presence that's pretty doggone special and that comes because of how people act towards each other and this and that can happen on a whole lot bigger uh, surface than just us. So, so yeah. to your hey, that's a great point, Jim. To your point, or or what you were saying about the purpose of this, right? Joe said it really good there by by not saying it, but also having these. We don't agree on everything, right? We have some oppositional Absolutely. views and stuff like that, and we get fired up about things. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff that we agree on, but being able to look, you know, across the internet or whatever, right. Or, or on a phone mm-hmm. call with your brethren, um, you know, your, your hunting brethren, uh, and understand that 
it's not all the same and people do it for, you know, different reasons and they have different outlooks and their outcomes are different, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but have, but being able to have the conversation or respect someone's opinion and option, what we, that's what we talk about with the mask and, you know, the vax and all that polarizing stuff nowadays, it's the same thing in this realm. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. gotta be able to have the conversation and laugh about the stuff and challenge each other and course correct. Sure. I'm actually going to correct him and not just your hunting brethren, your hunting family. <laughs> yeah. I said, I said fraternity the other day and my daughter was like, there we go, dad. Just guys. Right. <laughs> so. No, I didn't. I didn't mean it like that for, for me. I'm, yeah. you yeah. know, I'm all inclusive when it comes to that. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, man. It, it, yeah, yeah. I, I think we all are We're so and, sensitive and to words. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody is. Words have meaning. <laughs> yeah, and and, and and that's the one of the other goals with this podcast is I, I do want I do want some disagreement. I do want some different perceptions mm-hmm. because we're we're like on this show on this particular episode. We're, we're you know we we are kind of representing. Um, the entire West here, right? I mean, we've got, we've got Joe, he's down there in New Mexico, probably doesn't even know what a snowy Christmas looks like. No, I'm kidding. You guys get snow where you're at, don't you? <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're We're in the high country. We're not going through this year though. I, I think, I think people, people think New Mexico, they think the desert, right? And, but I will tell you one of the cold, I think I've told you this before, Joe. Yeah, you did. Yeah. When you were going the, through your coffee. Yeah. Coming yeah. through my, my coffee froze from the moment I got out of that that truck stop into my truck, it was like oh, ice on the top. It, that's how cold it was. It was so cold. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so we've got we've got Joe down in New Mexico. Uh, we've got a uh, guy over there in California uh, with his Birkenstocks. Yeah. And, but he, <laughs> you son of a no, bitch. <laughs> you knew I was coming with uh, that. You knew I, was I was waiting for it, it and I it totally was, forgot I about that it. that fired up. I, that was, it's been in the queue all day. So, no, we've got a guy. He's representing and, and, California. And a, and, a tra- and a transplanted gym up in. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got this dude living in a wall tent up in North Idaho. Uh, uh, no. We, but the the point is, is we do have different perspectives. We hunt uh, in different ways, and a lot of the same ways. We hunt. Um, we 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 perceive things differently. We see things differently, and and how we go about creating solutions may be a little bit different. But the 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 end result is going to be the same, mm-hmm. and that's why I want to continue having these conversations. And I uh, I know we're we're running super long. We got to wrap this up here. Uh, but this this is essentially what we're going to continue talking about as we go through the winter and and we're going to start formulating solutions that make sense and are, are easily achieved. And by easy, I mean, it's, it's participatable. Is that a word, Joe? You were the teacher, right? Participatable. Hey, if you say yeah. it, it's a word, right? It came out I of think your mouth. <laughs> if they, you know what? Now, <laughs> who needs a Webster dictionary? Nowadays, they invent Huntsman. words all the time, man. You could, you Absolutely, could, man. If it's not now, it will be next week. Yep. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to invent the new word, participatable. It's, it's hey, d- d- everybody you know can participate no matter their means or their uh, you know amount of time they have. I yeah. want to make it – a. Uh, Whatever solutions and, and ideas we can come up with, I want everybody to be able to participate. Dot dot participatable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know your your mind. You, do you know what verulakes are? Say that one more time. Verulakes. Have you ever no, heard? I, the, uh-uh. It's those uh-uh. sandals that you wear. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've heard the Venezuelan mafia say they get the verulakes. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have heard them say that. The yep. Shakes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They get the better lockies, man. That's uh, that's like buck fever or something like that. Well, it's it's it's, it's so funny. It's a complete made up word um, in, in Spanish, but everybody now, now associates it with buck fever. <laughs> Is it seriously? Is that made up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally made up, man. Uh, it, it it sounds like what it is, but uh, it's not a real world. It was created okay. by <laughs> so, so from a, a guy, a guy was, that used to work for me. It was created by Manano's dad. Oh, <laughs> man. Those guys, Check this yeah, out. So a guy, you, those guys, the delivery they have on some of the stuff they say, I they crack me up. Like, Oh, they're too much, man. You got to oh, love them, man. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Check yeah. It, mm-hmm. So check this out, guys. So the other day, a, a, a friend of mine used to work for me, you know, asked me to go to lunch. And uh, we're at lunch, right? And he's like, man, you've been hunting. And I was telling him, you know, I just went out, blah, blah, blah. And we're talking. He's like, you know, and, and this guy, I've seen him come around, right? He's like, yeah, you know, that's crazy. I couldn't kill a deer and, you know, no guns, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, boss, what gun should I get? You know, and how's that? And, he, you know, you got any venison in the freezer? And we're sitting there talking. And uh, he's Hispanic. And I said, yeah, man, you get, you know, you get to that point where the Vitalakis kick in and he kind of looked at me puzzled. And no wonder it's not that even a real, it. it's not even a real freaking word. Here I am thinking I got some, <laughs> some Spanglish going on. What is he trying to say to me? <laughs> the damn VM. It wasn't like a, like a bad word that they. <laughs> <laughs> the damn VM mafia would made up freaking words. Sons of that's bitches. That's how they get the Venezuela mob, uh, that's how they that's how they that strike. That is too funny. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah, it's hilarious. He man. looked but at I me like, what the hell is that? People using it now yeah. that have listened to us, it's hilarious. I, yeah. thought, I thought I had something <laughs> going on there. I was relatable. I, I thought I was being relatable to him. <laughs> Jackass. That's, uh, that's hilarious, Oh, dude. my God. I'll never listen hey, to them I, boys I again. I hope we ruffled some feathers today. I, I, I hope we did. Um, I hope we I'm get sure a we did. emails, man. Uh, I, I can think of something to say to ruffle it. Oh, before we go, I'll just say this, man. Corners in Montana. Is it Montana or Wyoming that's going through Wild. the the, the Wyo, yeah. So no, no, no. Uh, Wyoming, yeah. Wyoming, yeah. Wyo, Wyoming, Wyo. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. Wyo, yeah. Wyo. I get you. Sorry about that. I'll shut up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, public use of corners, man. Public use of corners. <laughs> so yeah, that might rile some feathers. <laughs> it might, but uh, I mean, people need to know about it, and and I think it's it speaks to none of us are residents in Wyoming, mm-hmm. uh, but we're, we're all three aware of it. And, yep, and that's, the, I, I think it, it, it can be a burden guys to you folks listening. It can be a burden, but this is the kind of stuff we got to keep up on because we have, we have to support each other. We all have to carry the, the weight on our shoulders of everything outdoorsmen that we do. The fly fishermen with the bow hunters, with the rifle hunters, with the trappers, with everything that, that goes into this kind of lifestyle if if we allow one thing to fall apart, it's like this chemical makeup. One of the one of the you know molecular whatever you call it. What what am I a scientist? Falls out of this thing. You know we don't have a makeup anymore. We we don't have what what it is that makes it us. And and so we have to all work together. And and that's the point of these conversations. I guarantee you we've rust, we've ruffled some feathers. And and I'm okay with that. I think that the the point and the goal of bringing these things to light is going to be achieved. And and as we carry these conversations on, uh, we're going to find a way that exemplifies the fact that ruffled feathers are not, we're still a family. We're still hunters. 
and and that is the goal that is the goal we might have a different road as to how we get there but the road is going in the same direction and we've got to get there otherwise our future is in jeopardy and we do need to recognize the fragility of of our hunting future um and and that's with that guys you got you got any closing thoughts uh anybody that wants to wrap this up yeah man let's make that let's make that 10 percent get it back up to 20 percent keep be mm-hmm. inclusive be inclusive yeah. Yeah, and, and I'll say what I said earlier, right? Think about the future. You know, the only way that we're going to get there is together. Uh, if we if we stay yep, divided, absolutely. we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna lose that you know lose that argument about the corner crossing, whatever you know, whatever side of that you're on. Uh, and then Jim, I'd like to since we're gonna be doing, are we doing monthly? Did we decide if it was a monthly thing? Or yeah, we're doing let's a do monthly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so let's do this monthly. Let's give a little. Uh, I, I gotta. I want to tackle on our next one. And I think, uh, I think we can bring Garrett in on that one because he had expressed some wanting to, to ramble or vent or, uh, rant. Uh, I want to talk about hunter opportunities, uh, as residents and the views on hunter opportunities with out of state hunters, uh, I think is Good a great one. Man. be a great conversation yeah. to, you know, fire it up and, and, you know, really look at where we stand. I know Idaho has some differing opinions. California doesn't really see too many out-of-state hunters. Uh, we do, but the numbers aren't anything like it. And I think Garrett could chime in on some of that with, you know, with some of his. So, um, yeah, I'd like to talk about that. The next one, just to give everybody kind I, of an intro a, to it. That's a great one. I, I don't think you could find a more contentious issue than that. So let's let's plan on that and let's, let's talk about it uh, and, and bring it up. Uh, I, I think that's a, yeah, that's a great conversation. So, this this conversation and the one you and I did last month, guy, I think uh, were the were the two that just kind of set the stage for for the rest of these conversations. Joe, would you be willing to come on in the future and, and have another one Absolutely. of these conversations? And so so we've we've always got we've always got that in our pocket. Um, I, I think you guys both um, have. Well, we got to do it. On just have a lot. Time. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to do it at grandpa time. We gotta find it. We gotta uh, find a topic that gets Joe off his rocker a little bit. We gotta find yeah, something that yeah, just gets like just a little he's bit not of a dig. As emotional about no stuff man, as we Joe are, is so man. cool and, I, and, and I have to smooth. watch my mouth when he's on. Yeah, he's cool no, and no, smooth no, and <laughs> well thought out. Cool so as a cucumber. Yeah, man. We have to, cucumber at have all to find time. something that jabs at that sob. You guys don't. It's a good thing we're not on camera because you don't see me over here beating my chest and flipping you off and all that stuff. <laughs> I just got a good visual though. Joe Gillian doesn't flip the bird to anybody. Uh, no, I've he's flipped me off. I... <laughs> yeah, California. I thought that was a California howdy, bro. I thought I was. Being... <laughs> I thought it'd be nice. California oh, salute. That's about it. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna Absolutely. stop this recording here. Thanks again for joining joining me on this one, uh, guy. You gonna put this out on yours too? Or I'll, I'll wait. You still haven't sent me the first recording, you sob. Oh man, yeah. I, I actually have something to admit with that. Uh, don't tell me you lost I it. I I did. I did. Now, oh, you don't want to share the love. So we're we're doing. We're no, doing... I do. I do. I went to send it to you, and I noticed that. Well, let me stop this recording, and I, I I'm gonna explain it. Because I might have a way to revive it. <laughs> well, I know how to get it. I can get it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we Absolutely, man. I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you guys, those of you listening. Thanks for tuning in listening. Make sure you're checking out the Elk Bros on Instagram and Western Contours 
at Instagram on Instagram. Gosh, I can't even spit this out straight. Uh, <laughs> Western Fly Covers on Instagram. And uh, yours truly, the Western Huntsman. It's all on Instagram. Um, thanks again, guys. That was a great talk. Thank you, man. Appreciate peace, it. Peace, Thank you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.